listening to the Adam and Kyle podcast, where we hope to ignite inspiration through seeking the extraordinary and the ordinary. We will bring you episodes where we will let you in on our decades-long journey as friends and have conversations with guests about their passions, learning through lived experiences, and what challenges and excites them. Also, listen for bonus episodes that revolve around our shared love for music as we take a deep dive into our favorite bands, albums, and what we're spinning. Thanks for hanging out with us. Enjoy the show. Hey, Adam. Here How you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing well, man. How are well, you? I'm doing well. It's a Good Thursday good. afternoon. It's beautiful outside. Yeah. I'm not working. You're so you're so you're in you're in Calgary. I'm in Winterpeg. Yeah. Is it is it is yeah. it this nice in Winterpeg? Um today kinda beautiful. yeah. It's above zero, which is nice. But I mean in general, not nice. <laughs> Yeah, well, in the summer you've got mosquitoes, you know and in the winter you've got snow, ice mosquitoes. Yeah, I've had locals tell me that the two seasons here are mosquitoes and construction. Oh, interesting. Because all that all they have time to do construction is in the like <laughs> two or three months of nice weather they get in between winter. That sounds awful. Well. Five more months, five more months. What's happening in five months? Moving, moving back to BC. Well, that's exciting. Are you going to move back to Fort Langley? Probably. Or in or around there. Right on. Yep. Well, uh, I guess we better get started. But uh, what do you want to talk about today, Adam? Well, today for our very first episode, uh, we're going to go into kind of the backstory of you and I, um, cause we want this podcast to be about how like the story of, of, of our friendship over the last 20 years now and how it started and how it, uh, and leading up to what it is today. Um, and so this kind of introductory episode is just going to be a kind of a crash course in how we met there's kind of a funny story of how we first met um, and then how we became best friends after that. And then we're going to share some of our favorite experiences and a little bit of our, of our story for the last 20 years. Nice. I like it. I know exactly what story you're referring to too. Yeah. So this um, properly titled podcast, uh, we're going to describe the Oreo incident the Oreo incident. Funny thing about Oreos too. I just, I just found gluten-free Oreos for my wife because she's celiac. So we found out that they made gluten-free Oreos. That's awesome. Do they taste the same? They taste exactly Do they the same. Do they make double stuff? Not yet. Oh. <laughs> One step at a time. <laughs> I just, I had a hankering for some Oreos last time I went camping and I was at the grocery store mm-hmm. and I came across mega stuff Oreos. Oh, and man. I hazard to say it was too much icing. <laughs> Is that like two times the double stuffs? Yeah. Like if you looked at it at a, at a ratio, like there was as much icing as there was cookie. Like it was a one-to-one ratio and it was just, it was too much. That's yeah. Like, can you imagine a cake with one-to-one ratio cake to icing? No. Yeah. Cakes already have too much icing as it is. That's true. So the, I'm going to ask you a question because that'll kind of lead into, into 
what happened in our very first encounter in grade four. But what's the what's the proper way to eat an Oreo? Because <laughs> I definitely have a certain way, and I think everyone has a different way. Yeah, my Oreo eating over the years has uh, evolved. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I came across an Oreo, I just bit into it like a heathen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the person who gave me the Oreo said, why are you doing that? Yeah, that's all kinds of yeah. wrong. And then I watched, I was like, what do you mean? It's just a cookie. And so I, I watched them. And I watched them twist the Oreo open and then eat the cookie and then lick the icing Mm -hmm. and then eat the other cookie. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, that that sounds incredible because that icing, it's very, very delicious. Except when there's too much of it. (laughs) That's, That's the exact proper way to do that. Well, you know, okay, so this is why my Oreo eating over the years has evolved. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there was a time when Oreos changed their recipe and they didn't split. Do you remember the cookies would just break every time you tried to twist them apart? I do remember that. Yeah. That was a rough time. It was, it was probably the, literally the worst time of my, <laughs> <laughs> so this podcast will go nowhere because the hardest time in our life is when Oreos <laughs> didn't come off cleanly other than that our life yeah, has been pretty a, easy a dream uh yeah so anyways so and in that time in my life i started eating my oreos with milk so i was like milk and cookies so i just dip my oreos and that way you could just eat it all together and you didn't have- yeah i don't mind the dunkers yeah the dunkers are good um and then and i don't remember who it was but another friend showed me that you could stick a fork in the middle of it and you could dunk the whole oreo and you'd have zero dry oreo yeah, so that's how my Oreo eating evolved there. Yeah. Wow. And then... Uh, Never tried that. You, you should give it a try. You could do it with cookies, too, mm-hmm. if you've got soft nut cookies. <laughs> uh, so then came the era of double-stuffed Oreos, and those ones split apart mm-hmm. nicely. And those ones were cool because you could actually stick your teeth in between the icing and the cookie and take the icing off in one chunk. And then you just have a yeah. pile of cookies beside you because, of course, if you're doing that, you're eating the icing just by itself. Right. Uh, and then I then I kind of stopped eating Oreos for a while. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, anyways, that that's that's how Oreos have evolved. Yeah. So the the reason why I ask is because I'm I'm definitely like a like take the top off, lick the icing, mm-hmm. basically down to the the bottom part of the cookie. Right. So basically, I eat the I eat the two cookie parts separately from everything. And have else. you done that all way all the way since grade four? <laughs> yeah, and I've never changed, <laughs> despite the and what despite the what do you do with your cookies yeah. now? <laughs> <laughs> well, I eat them like a normal person. Okay, <clears throat> the, but I don't eat cookies that that's often. That's fair. But anyway, so what happened in grade four? Well, I think that was a time in your life where you didn't just put the cookies beside you or eat them like a normal person. Because no, that was a time when I was a, uh, I don't even know the proper word, but, but basically what happened for those that don't know, if anyone listening was at my wedding, you might know about what happened. I think you mentioned it in your speech. Um, 
how I remember it and feel free to jump in if I am missing up any memories. Seeing as how this was when we were what, nine years old, so grade four. Yeah. It would have been ni- 1998. <clears throat> yeah. And I, I also don't remember how soon this was after you moved here or how soon into the school year it was. I, yeah, but regardless, I, I remember I remember being on a, on a bus and you were sitting in front of me and I didn't know who you were at the time. I don't think I even knew your name, but I was sitting with a couple of people and I won't name them. Um, so I was, I was sitting with a couple of people who I guess were my friends at the time, whatever that means. And I was dared to, um, basically take the top off the Oreo like I usually do and lick the icing like I usually do but then stick it on the back of your head. And they were, so, they were mini Oreos, weren't they? <laughs> I were think, they? I think so. I don't, I don't remember. Hmm. <laughs> I don't remember them being no. mini. But regardless, so I was dared to do that. Um, and being a kid in grade four that was attention-seeking, which we'll get into, I, without hesitation, I believe, just took the top off, licked the Oreo, and stuck it on the back of your head. Now, what kind of happened after that is where I kind of go blurry, because I don't... I mean, obviously, you were pissed off, but I don't exactly remember your reaction towards me. Yeah. Um, I was actually thinking about that, too, and I was, I was having a hard time remembering how I reacted also. Mm-hmm. And in in this conversation, it's kind of funny, because I actually remember it being totally different people that you were with, which is interesting, but I mean, it doesn't really matter. Oh. Uh, yeah. So I, I remember I was just sitting there minding my own business and probably thinking about <laughs> how much I liked my brand new glasses. Cause I had just gotten glasses. <laughs> right. Uh, hey, so did I just, got Oh glasses. yeah. Just now though, not in grade four when this story was occurring. Yeah. Like a few months yeah. ago. Uh, I remember I like turned around, I looked at you and I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Cause I'd also just learned to swear. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh and then you just kind of like laughed and then i turned back around and just kind of like brushed my hair out and then i just remember like reeling inside but uh i i, mm-hmm. I don't think there's much of a reaction beyond that uh at the time besides i kind of just hated you after that i tried to avoid you it just it didn't want to be around you and i was like that was just totally uncalled for and i uh well yeah that's a natural reaction, I would think. I think so. I would be the exact same yeah. way. So, I mean, what happened? Like, what? I'm. What happened in between then? Like, we just didn't. We just didn't talk. No, we didn't. I had totally up, up yeah. until up until when we kind of started our friendship in grade seven, which we'll get get to eventually yeah that's right um yeah like it was we, we just had totally different groups of friends like we never hung out we never did anything the only time we ever saw each other were was on that cheese wagon because our parents lived close together right like we lived a block apart when we were growing up um mm-hmm. yeah it was uh we just had different groups of friends and, and kind of didn't hang out but uh yeah it was a interesting time, like Cardinal Newman. I, I remember I was thinking about Cardinal Newman 
that's where we went to school mm-hmm. and uh trying to remember what that time in my life was like and i remember like that was when i well, i kind of alluded to it i learned to swear um I, I learned that some people like to tell on other kids and that's really annoying when they swear <laughs> mm-hmm. uh wait you got in trouble for I swearing did. yeah really because a kid told on me and then i had a detention because i hmm. dropped the f in, word like in grade four or like before that? no or it after been that, like I mean. grade four or five somewhere in there wow yeah um yeah and like that was right around the time where like you know girls and crushes were starting to happen and it was like you start to realize what what women look like uh <laughs> <laughs> i got glasses i realized that there was more than one kyle in the world because i when i grew up in edmonton i uh I'd never known another Kyle and I moved to Calgary and I had hmm. four in my class and I think there was like eight in our grade. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, uh, it was a pretty uneventful time. Kind of the most exciting parts of my life then was that's when I actually learned to play guitar was in that grade four or five range or started guitar right. lessons. Uh, mm-hmm. And also I was, I kind of started, um, I, I was shaving my head for cancer every summer and I organized, oh, I yeah. That. And I, I organized that fundraiser for our school, and I got like I think twenty three kids at our school to do it, like in front of the rest of the school, which was pretty cool. I do remember that. Yeah. You're like, that's the Oreo kid. <laughs> 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 he shaved his head. The or- the icing was so stuck in it. <laughs> yeah, I honestly think I kind of just forgot about that. About, uh, not to sound harsh, but like forgot about you. But I think that's because you tried to avoid me, which I think anyone would mm-hmm. do at that point. So I don't remember any. I don't remember any sort of interaction with you between that and grade seven. No, I I agree completely. Like again, besides seeing each other on the bus, I just mm-hmm. just had no desire to even talk to you. Yeah, look at I mean, us now. That's fair. <laughs> the adam and kyle podcast is sponsored by phoenix song productions phoenix song productions is an av system provider and integrator specializing in live sound production and recording phoenix song productions also offers technical consultations permanent installations and rentals phoenix song's newest offerings include live streaming consultations on-site audio and video recording as well as technical and creative education check our website at www.phoenixsongproductions.com for the next education or entertainment event follow us on social media check the show notes below for links to our website and all of our social pages um so let's get into to grade seven and kind of how this all started yeah, so in grade seven, I, I was put in Mr. Miller's class, Mr. Miller's homeroom, mm-hmm. and he was we we're like we were starting junior high, and he was just a great homeroom teacher. Like he kind of just didn't didn't give a shit about how anyone thought of him, and didn't take shit from anybody, which was kind of cool, and kind of encouraged kids to do the same, which I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah, and then later uh, we'll get into Mr. Nick as well. But in grade eight, Mr. Nick kind of enforced all those ideas. Right. Uh, yeah, so in Mr. Uh, in Mr. in grade seven, I was I was put in Mr. Miller's homeroom, and uh, um, 
it was pretty cool. He, he was a, a guy that kind of didn't take shit from anybody and, and didn't give shit about what anyone thought of him. And he kind of encouraged kids to do the same. And then uh, mm-hmm. uh, later, Mr. Nick was my grade eight homeroom teacher, kind of enforced those ideas. But we'll uh, we'll kind of get into that a little later as well. But uh, basically, in, in, in Mr. Miller's homeroom, Adam, you were put in the same homeroom. And we also, being in grade seven, weren't allowed to take the school bus anymore. And so we were walking mm-hmm. to school. And so you and I would end up walking the same way every day at the same time. And we were in homeroom together. And I think yeah. that... Uh, while I still held some resentment over the Oreo, <laughs> I uh, I, th- I think that like honestly our friendship blossomed from like a situational opportunity. Yeah, I, how I remember it is, um, I believe in grade seven we were, or in Mr. Miller's class we were like, there was some sort of project that had to do with music, I thought that we either we either paired up together purposely or we were assigned to each other that, that is ringing a bell and so because i remember the the first time that because i remember like the the walking to and from school together happened after this initial meeting of like hey we have to get together and do this music project because I remember it involved me coming to your house after school one day and you like showed me your guitar and like your little workbooks. That's where you told me about your guitar teacher. Want to come in and play? <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Because I have this vivid memory of, of, of being in your room at your parents' house. Yeah. And you had like your little music stand set up and your, what was that, guitar method books? Yeah. The like red and blue ones? Yeah. Guitar method one, and, two, and three. I still have them mm-hmm. upstairs. I bet. And then you pulled out your, your black court guitar. Oh, I love that guitar. Which you still have. Yes. So I remember, um, I remember there was some type of like school project that we were working on together, which is the reason why I came over to your house in the first place cool yeah that actually does ring a bell i don't remember what the project was but that that does ring a bell not at all yeah (laughs) and then i think it was through that through because i was just getting into guitar then and i had just got my first guitar that's right and so i remember we obviously automatically had that in common Mm -hmm. and then from there, it was, <clears throat> I think it was like something as simple as like, oh, well, I live a block away from you. I'm walking to school. Let's walk to school together and we can talk about this project and listen to our discmans. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. Which at that point for me had like, I think it was Injustice for All. Yeah. It was in my discman at that point. That's right. Because it was Injustice for All. It was later you introduced me to Guns N' Roses because I wasn't big into Guns N' Roses until later. Mm-hmm. But we both kind of connected on Metallica. Like I had just gone to, I think that was around the time that I went to Metallica, uh, the St. Anger tour. Is yeah. that right? Is that timing right? Or am I? I think that was a bit later. That was the, I even remember the name of the tour is the Madly in Anger with the World Tour. That's right. I remember I took, like that was my, I took where my dad brought me and and two guys from school. 
Mm-hmm. And and you and I weren't like we were friends, but not like best friends yet. Like I was still friends with these other guys better. Yeah, that would that that timing works out. The Saint Anger, funny enough, was released on my birthday, June fifth, oh. in two thousand three. No shit. Yeah. Happy birthday! And I remember to that album. album coming out, and I remember going to HMV the day it came out and buying the CD. Nice. So the tour would have been later that year. So we were 13. So maybe it was grade eight. Okay. So yeah, I think that is a little bit down the road then. But uh, mm-hmm. I remember, uh, anyways, I, I don't remember what CD you had on your Discman, <laughs> which is where this all started. But I think it was, yeah, it would have been around those times we were connecting with uh, Metallica and Iron Maiden and mm-hmm. GNR. Yeah. So that's how I remember that all starting. And then, yeah, basically <laughs> from that day forward, we would walk to school together and walk home together pretty much every day Yep. and share the discman. Yeah, we had the headphones that we'd walk really close to each other, like shoulder to shoulder and share the discman yeah. ears. And if only you had AirPods back then. <laughs> I right? know. Or like we had asked not a for, sponsor, or if like there was such a thing as a Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> yeah. Is- so yeah, that's that's kind of how I remember that starting, and then that blossomed into, um, like that uh, general love for music that we both had with each other. That blossomed into band, starting a band. Totally. Eventually. So, like, on the topic of Cardinal Newman, when we were there, and just starting junior high, mm-hmm. what's, like, your favorite memories of junior high? Like, all um, of it together. All of it together. I mean... I remember being super excited to get a locker. <laughs> I don't think I was that excited <laughs> for a locker. Um, well, I mean, I think a lot of my memories around junior high, especially stem from the, like starting the bands and stuff. Yep. Because I mean, besides like the actual schooling and education part of it was just kind of whatever. (laughs) I mean, like, like I was an average student throughout junior high. Um, but definitely certain like teachers definitely had an impact on me. Totally. Um, but in terms of actual experiences at school, yeah, it was probably like, probably those bands and people like people like Mr. Nick and Mr. Simon that definitely had a huge impact on us. Yeah. Yeah. I I remember Mr. Nick, like we were both in his homeroom also, right? And, uh, we were, yeah. yeah. I think it was grade nine that we got separated because we were starting to be troublemakers. We were getting into all shenanigans and Mm -hmm. hooliganery. Uh, I don't even remember who my grade nine homeroom was, to be honest. Me neither. Uh, oh, is that Californian dude? (laughs) <laughs> you don't remember him <laughs> no he's he said y'all all the time 
Y'all sit down. Oh, yeah. That with guy. the mustache. <laughs> Stankowski? No. That was the gym teacher. Yeah, I don't know. Mr. Stankowski. He, well, grade nine clearly had a big impact. Uh, yeah, so Mr. Nick in grade eight, uh, he was probably my favorite homeroom teacher. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I just kind of, what I alluded to earlier, he just he was really good about like finding people's strengths and, and presenting them and shining them and like really encouraging people to be themselves and, and, and be authentic and kind of be unapologetic for who you are. And so, mm-hmm. um, and he was really good about putting people in places that, um, kind of allowed their strengths to shine. Right. Like he was into music and he recognized, uh, well, mine and our musical talents and, uh, got us mm-hmm. in touch with Mr. Simon. And then yeah. I also remember, uh, he played guitar in class all the time and like sang to us, which was kind of funny. Yeah. That cool black acoustic guitar yeah, he had. with a round back. Yeah. Yeah. That was a cool guitar. Um, but yeah, he was, he would play in the class all the time. And I remember there's a few times I stayed after class and I'd play with him and we'd, we'd talk guitar and, and, uh, he ended up asking me to play for our celebrations. Cause we like, it was a Catholic school, right? So we had our, our masses and stuff in the gym mm-hmm. and he asked me to play for the, the choir. So that was pretty cool. Uh, at yeah. the time, just to be able to, that was kind of one of my first experiences playing in front of people. And it was kind of tucked away which was nice it wasn't right in the spotlight but it was a good experience to get on stage and play great and then bonbons in french class <laughs> <laughs> yeah i also remember his cultural celebrations do you remember those <laughs> yeah his paragraph i don't that, remember like, what it paragraph said. yeah i i wish so badly that i remembered what he said but one of my f- <laughs> such a random memory but i remember him I mean, I, th- I think it was grade eight and I made some smart ass comment in class and you might've been in that class. And there's just a few things that stick out to me that just like <laughs> still to this day, make me laugh. But I remember he was talking about something and I made some sort of smart ass comment. And then he of course warned, warned me to smarten up and then he kept talking and I made an, a second smart ass comment and then I remember him losing his shit <laughs> and he would like yelled and like threw a chair in the classroom. I remember that. And then I remember at the very end of the, I remember at the like end of his rant, he was like, if I was a swearing man, I'd be swearing a blue streak. And then he was like, man, I should have been in the army. <laughs> and for some reason that, that sticks out in my head. And then of course he, like kicked me out of the class and I had to sit in the hallway. Yeah. And then he said, I'll see you after, after school for cultural celebrations, which was like his version of writing lines. But the one line was like a full paragraph long. Yeah. So even if you had to write like 10 lines, it would take you a long time because they were long paragraphs. Totally. So I remember, get, I remember showing up to the detention and there's like, five or six other kids in there (laughs) and before we started he was just like he asked us he's like so how many of these cultural celebrations do you want to write or do you think you should write basically letting us pick the punishment ourselves and i remember like the kids all before me they were like because usually he would do like 50 right i remember and you'd be there for like an hour yeah and the kids before me were like um i think i'll do like 20 
or 25 or, and then 10 or something like that. And he was like, okay, you do that. You do that. You do that. And he asked me, he's like, how many do you want to write? And I was like, one. And he was like, okay, write one. (laughs) (laughs) And then I wrote my one and left. And that was, yeah. One of those silly memories of him. Yeah. That guy was so funny. I remember that. But speaking, those are good examples of like, uh, just how he was able to give people what they needed, right? Like the yelling and screaming. He didn't do that to anyone else, but it kind of like caught you off guard, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And I never was a smartass in his class ever again. No, no, that's right. Um, what I was gonna say is when you were talking about how he was really good at like finding strengths within his students and then like really bringing that out. A super random one that I don't know if you remember is he was watching our gym class one day and we were playing badminton in that gym class. And I remember Mr. Nick coming up to me, me thinking just like, I'm just playing badminton because we have to. Right. And I remember him coming up to me after class. He's like, you need to come try out for the badminton team. And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I tried out for the badminton team, which he was coaching and he, I made it and he put me on the badminton team and then he would like work with me after school to like strengthen my badminton game, which was like, at first I was like, this is stupid. I'm just playing badminton. Right. But he made me like actually like really enjoy it. And then I ended up, we did like the, you know, like the city tournaments or whatever Mm. within junior high schools. And that year I ended up winning singles came in first place in singles and first place in doubles. Oh, so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand how that man had so much time to spend so much time with his students. Like I remember sitting with him after no, no. class and like talking about like uh, music and about books. Like I've actually still got a book of his uh, fast food nation. Actually, I don't remember why he recommended it to me, but it's, it's his book and it's sitting on my bookshelf and it's really, yeah. Huh. I, I, I just think it's so interesting how he had could make so much time for his students. Like that was a, that was a teacher that really loved like what he did. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. So not to be on a sour note, but I remember, I still remember the day I found out he passed away. Me too. Yeah. Which was very sad. I, I was very sad. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, did you end up going to his funeral? I did. Yeah, I, I didn't, and, and I've felt horrible about that for a long time, but not in, not in a way that's, like, self-deprecating, but just I wish I had. Yeah. Do you remember, do you remember how? Because I don't... I think he died of old age, didn't he? Or, or, was it, or was it cancer? I thought he was sick with something. Hmm. I don't remember, but I remember him and Mr. Miller passed away almost the same year. That's right. Yeah. 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 No, that... that that kind of legacy, though, like that Mr. Nick kind of lives on, like all of his students, he impacted so much that like him and passing mm-hmm. it, it's sad, but like the impact that he had on the world is pretty incredible, too. Totally. Yeah. Which is what teachers are there for. I have I have teachers in my family. Oh, do you? Like my mom and <clears throat> my mom and my dad were both teachers. And my my mom was sister in law. I didn't know my mom is was a teacher. teacher. Yeah. That's how she started. She was in. uh I think she taught elementary. I can't remember what grade. Oh, that's cool. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. I remember your dad was a teacher. Yeah. And then now my sister-in-law 
is also a teacher. That's awesome. That's, that's such a great way to impact lives. Like I, I keep, I keep saying that, but literally like people that love their jobs and, and love that kind of impact, mm-hmm. like that's the kind of stuff that's pretty important in today's world, I think. Sure. Yeah. It was just, when it comes to Mr. Nick, I just wanted to, yeah, kind of just hit home the impact that he had, especially on us. Um, but I think just the impact that he had on, on various students, um, cause he had such a gift for finding that, that extra ordinary, um, within his students. Um, and I just think about like two teenage kids like us, right. That were <laughs> totally, yeah. it's like, we were, we were always in his classes. We weren't necessarily the best students <laughs> and we would like, <laughs> no, like we would goof off. And like you mentioned in the, you mentioned before how, like, I think in grade nine, we ended up getting split up because of our hooliganery yeah. <laughs> that we would be getting ourselves into. That's right. Um, but just the fact that he could, like, I think he realized I'm teaching teenage kids. They're going to like act out. They're not going to be like perfect every time. Um, but within his students, he was just really good at finding those certain things that his students were passionate about, whether it was like music, guitar, like, and me with like badminton. That's right. He would just hone in on that. And he was really good at, um, like encouraging that, um, like teaching us to embrace what we were really passionate about. And, um, like you were mentioning, like he would sit with you after school and, and teach you guitar and you would talk about music and talk about a bunch of things. And that's right. The amount of time he, the amount of time he spent just helping his students out and just really leading them down that path, I think was just really cool. So he was kind of the, he was kind of the embodiment of, of what we want to talk about with our conversations and our guests about like finding that extraordinary in the ordinary. I think he was, he was just a huge, a huge part of that. That's right. And, and I, I don't know about you, Adam, but like those skills that Mr. Nick brought to the table, they're actually something that I try to take forward in my life. And when I come across people that I see skills in and I've got the ability or they've got passions or something and I've got the ability to help uh, propel them in their life, I capitalize on that. And I think that that creates totally. fulfillment in my life. So yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. He, he was a big impact on us. So anyways, to, to wrap up today's yeah, episode, so, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to say that's why he's just like a, like kind of like felt like the perfect person to kind of start this off. That's right. Yeah, for sure. And I'm sure, I'm sure if he were here today, maybe he would, would have even come on with us. I think he would have for sure. <laughs> but yeah. So to, to wrap up today's episode, I just wanted to kind of finish with what, uh, the, this podcast is going to entail going forward. So, uh, each week we're going to have episodes dedicated to our conversations with each other and guests, um, as well as a segment called here's what's spinning where Adam talks about upcame, upcoming music releases that he's excited about. And we're also going to do a few deep dives into full albums. 
So tune in next week for the rest of this recording session, uh, and we can continue on about what our lives were like through junior high and high school. And I think we talk about a few more teachers and, and how they impacted our musical career as well. Um, and then yep. we also have a upcoming track by track deep dive of the new Air album. So, so feel free to tune into that. Uh, yes. But make sure you subscribe to the, this podcast, um, provide ratings and, and give us comments. We, we love to hear what you guys have to say and, and how what you want to hear about, uh, because we'll definitely need some ideas going forward for episodes. So we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Sure. Thanks, guys. Bye. Hello, everyone. It's Kyle here. Thanks again for listening to today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed yourself. Please take a second to follow us on all of our social media. Links to our pages and any other material we talked about today are in the show notes below. Check back in next month for some additional conversation, laughs, and new music. And we wanted to give a big thank you to Adam's sister, Amanda Rishog, for designing our podcast cover image. She's a beautifully talented artist that has a tattoo shop here in Calgary called Living Prayer Tattoo. She specializes in fine line work, sacred geometry, and botanicals. Follow her on Facebook and Instagram where you can find all of her work and booking information. And lastly, thanks again to Phoenix Song Productions for the continued technical and financial support which helped make this podcast possible. We'll see you next time.